speak for the rest of the country, but I know that in this part of the world, we definitely have a lot of non-surgeons that advertise themselves as surgeons. So they claim that they are plastic surgeons, cosmetic surgeons, and really they've done internal medicine residencies. There are dermatologic surgeons, which have done dermatology residencies and then have taken up liposuction as their career. Or blepharoplasty or Or blepharoplasty. Um, We didn't talk about oculoplastic surgeons, and that's going to be a whole different thing. very qualified, very legitimate, do excellent work on the eyes. Oculoplastic surgeons, yes. Yeah, oculoplastic Huge surgeons stamp are... of approval for anything related to the eye area. They are excellent and well-trained. And we're very happy and to have them. we're so happy to have them. We do not want to deal with because <laughs> there the are eyes, many. The eyes are tricky. <laughs> but so there, you have to be careful how people bill themselves. And so how do you know? How do you know who you're getting. What I do, if someone gives me a name of a surgeon or a doctor that I've never heard of, and I'm like, well, who is this person? How do I find out? First place I start, I go to their webpage and I go to the about section. And most people, not always, but I would say 90% of the time, the about section about the surgeon will say where they trained and they will say what kind of residency had. You might have to read through some of the paragraphs to actually sort it out, but somewhere in there it'll say, so-and-so completed a plastic surgery residency at Duke University, John Hopkins, whatever. So that should be where you find it. If you don't see anything listed there in terms of where they did their training or what kind of training, you should get some red flags raised. Not always. I have seen some legitimate board-certified plastic surgeons that for whatever reason didn't include that in their about page. But when I don't see that, the hairs on the back of my neck start raising and I start asking questions. Why wouldn't you put your training front and center on, on your about page? So then how do you go about finding out what they did? You can go to the board. You can go look and see the plastic surgery board or the cosmetic surgery board and see if their name's on there. You can go to the California Medical Board. You can look up a person, find out where they trained. Yeah, it says, uh, you know, those kind of pieces of information are very important. And obviously, all of this can be sort of uh, set aside if you get a great referral from somebody who has an amazing result and they say, oh, I got a facelift from Dr. Millicent Ravello, and she's an amazing plastic surgeon. Go talk to her. I would still say do your homework. Still go you to should. my webpage and check out where I trained so that you will know that I'm, you know, maybe not, maybe your friend got a one-off, you know? So That's true. I would say get that referral. Always check. But then always go and do your own homework in the background and make sure, you know, that that person is who they said they were. Go to the medical board. See if you can find out yeah. what they actually received their residency degrees and their boards in and if it's plastic surgeon cosmetic surgeon whatever then you're good if it's radiology or internal medicine run run far far away and you think that was strange but it happens yeah you can you can be a surgeon no you can do surgery you don't have to have a surgical license per se nope because your license to practice medicine and surgery in the state of california is issued to you when you complete medical school and one year, and one year, and one year. Sorry, and one year of internship. One year of internship, yeah. and then you have a medical license, and there are no restraints on that license. That's right. Now you might not be able to get privileges in a hospital no. to do a surgery because they look very closely at that. But if you have your own surgery center, 
you can do whatever you want. And as sure. long as you don't have problems, as long as there are no complications, as long as no questions are raised by patients or any medical issues, you can do that. So yeah. that is a legitimate question, you know, in your list of questions you got off of your magazine. Do you have hospital privileges to do these procedures is a very legitimate one because if you have privileges at cedar sinai or wherever you go to do breast augmentation or a tummy tuck then that means that cedar sinai has gone through your whole resume and evaluated it and said yep you are legit someone's yes. done the homework for you if you don't have hospital privileges to do the procedure that you're trying to sell somebody then again that's another big red flag yeah, I mean, you want to you want to know, like, am I going to somebody that's you know considered in the community to be legit? And, yes. And and it is. It's it it's really tricky unless you have those referrals. And right. you know, people don't they don't know, and they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're looking at. So all the things that we have said here today are really really important. And then of course their website to look at the work. To look at the work. So now you've done all this background work and you figured out, yes, these people are legitimate. They're actually surgeons. They've done the work. They're credible. Now what? Now how do I choose amongst them? And this is where I think it gets even harder um, because you have to be able to sort through what's like fluff and marketing and shiny, you know, glass surfaces and what's authentic and real and that can be a little bit trickier to do but I do think that that's where you start going to the befores and afters don't look at their shiny Instagram and their flashy cars and their fancy vacations go and look and see well, what kind of work are they actually doing and do you like that work and just because maybe somebody has a hype to them doesn't mean that I mean, a lot of times it's very legitimate that you have a hype for a reason because they're excellent. But sometimes they just have a hype to them because they have a great marketing right. team. So go to the befores and afters and be like, do I actually like the work that they do? And then if you do, then great. Then then go talk to that person. Yeah, I mean, the the hype and the flash. And I, I mean, we talk about this a lot where we talk about the sort of the unfair presentation of data that uh, it it. It bothers me that if you go on to, for instance, go onto my website and you look at the before and afters, there is a medical before photo and a medical after photo. That means it's a blue, blue background, background or black or whatever, right. but it's standardized and there's standardized views. Yes. The lighting is the same in the before shot and the after shot. It's close. So that it's close. Here, <laughs> we have a little issue in this office with the lighting. Our photo but studio. I think I'm going to solve that. Has natural <laughs> I've, got, lighting. I've got an answer for that. That is true. I was thinking that same thing. I was like, sometimes when it's taken at four o'clock versus but 10 a.m. But they should still be, they should still be medical photos. Right. Okay. And so you're not getting tricks of light and, and angling to, to hide discrepancies. If you see a medical before and then a patient selfie after with full makeup and clothing and beautiful and outdoors that is in my book completely completely off the wall unethical you well, should not do that to patients because yeah. it's not it's not fair i could take a pay, i could take you today and take your makeup off and put you in front of a blue wall and take your picture and it'll look like you're going to prison and then I can put say the, how you really feel, huh? And then I can put, <laughs> and then I can put makeup on you 
take you outside, take your cell phone, get your hair done, and stick you out into the sunshine of Beverly Hills and take a patient selfie of the same angle of what I took in here, and it'll look like the angels came and did surgery on you. And in the interim, nothing happened. And so when I see those patient selfies as an after photo, next to the medical photo, it drives me nuts. It is so unfair. And it's not right to represent your work that way because that's not the work. The work is in the medical photos. That is a thousand percent true. I will say I understand sometimes why on social media that is done because sometimes you want to see how that person looks out in their Fine. life when they're out with their friends, when they're taking their selfies, when they're in their clothes. It is nice to see that view too. It's like, oh, look how great she looks. But I think but for they the, show the prison mugshot as the first one, and it's wrong. Right. Yeah, it's but, wrong. But for I think for website photos where it, it, I think it should be standardized, social media I can see where you can get a little loosey goosey with the afters because. Maybe you want to show like, you know, out in public, out in real life. I, I, I see both sides, but I agree with you that for a website photo, it should be. This is the police coming to get those people that do that. Do you hear that? I do. They're coming. That's their ride. They're going to be picked up and brought to the photo police because no, it's not. It's not cool. And I and I go crazy on it, on it at conferences. I think if you want to show a patient selfie, fine, patient selfie. Don't show the before next to it like this is what they look like before the my hands got to them and this is what they look like after. No, this is what they look like after they got healed from surgery and they got hair, makeup, clothing, light, outdoors, trees behind them. Like, no, that's not right. So fine. You want if if, if patients could look at Instagram and go like, yeah, well, obviously, but they don't. They look at it like, oh my God, look at how terrible she looked before surgery. And this is amazing. I'm going there. Right. It's, it's, you have to have a little bit of detective work when you're evaluating the photos and the social media. You do. And see if you can parse out, you know, what's, what's the flash and the shiny and then what's actually legitimate. And if you can get through that and you can find those surgeons that you think, you know, you really like their work, then you just go and you talk to them. And then this is where it gets important because you might have three or four work, you know, that you like surgeons whose work you like, but you might not get along with all of them. And when you sign up to have surgery and when you enter into surgery with a surgeon, that is it's like a marriage. It's a contract in the sense that like you guys are going to go through something very personal yep. together for, for sure. a while because the follow ups you know, that we do last a while. And if you don't like the person that you are having surgery with, if you get a funny vibe for them, are you just your personalities don't mesh? You know, that's going to be hard because yep. you're going to be in a vulnerable place and you really are going to need somebody who has your back, that can hold your hand, that can get you through the recovery. And so you need someone that you really can gel with and trust and respect and, and like. Yeah, it's, it's important. You got to have, you got to, you got to feel the mojo. It's got to be there. You got to feel that, that vibe that this is a good place, that I'm in good hands and I like this person and I know that when the chips are down, that they would take care of me. Because it's the, the truth is, when things go well in plastic surgery, which is 98.9% of the time, it, it, life it's is great. good. It's life great. Life is good. But for that 1.1% of the time that things have problems, 
you need to, you, you will find out how good your surgeon is then because that's when they jump into action. That's when you get, that's when you learn who your surgeon is for you. And I'm telling you, that is the key. You want to have that. I, I just feel like this person's going to do a great job and they're going to take care of me. And, and that, that's, that's an intangible, you yeah. know, it, it's kind of why I think AI is a long way away from doing surgery on humans because empathy is missing from AI. And I, right. and I just don't think that people are going to subject themselves to a computer that has no empathy. You know, if, if the chips are down, a computer just keeps going. They don't care. You know, they don't have the ability to care. That's not what a computer does. I think humans as, as, people you know that you're going to give everything you have to your patient because you care about them you care about their result and you care about what it is that we're doing for them and right. what they've trusted us with it's a it's a huge huge personal deal and it and it i, I mean it's a it's a very it, it's just a it's a privilege to be able to do what we do. It is. We've been invited into their space, into their bodies, into their lives. And yeah, you have to be able to, to really trust that that surgeon is going to take care of you. And I guess the final piece to talk about, even though it's a little bit um, touche, maybe inappropriate, is cost. Because there's a huge range of costs between plastic surgeons um, and more versus less not necessarily indicative of skill. Some, a lot of times it is, you know, in terms of how long a person's been in practice for, et cetera. Um, but you might have, you know, cost constraints. And so yeah. you might not be able to go to the guy that charges the most down the block who has the best results and has the most clout. But that's okay. You can find someone within your price range if you've done your homework and you've looked at the befores and afters and you like what you see, then price can become a little bit irrelevant as long as it's within your budget. Yeah. I think price is really important. And that's, you know, we give estimates over the phone for, for certain procedures. We give ranges cause you know, obviously you can't really give a price quote until you've done a no. consultation and people want that. Like what does a breast augmentation cost? Well, we don't know what you need. So it's hard right. to say the range is somewhere between, you know, 17 and $25,000 and you know, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. You if know, you have or, two birth breasts or you need or a mastopexy, $10,000 yeah. in it's, some practices, depending on where you are in the country, right. 17 to 25,000 in my price. But the, um, but getting that range lets you know, like if your budget's $9,000 for a breast augmentation, you just heard that the range for Dr. Jay Calvert is 17 to 25,000. You might say, well, that's, that's out of my range. And then we might say, right. well, you could see our fellows, which, you know, they, there are associates that, that do this at for less money because they're, they've been in practice for a shorter amount of time right. and they don't charge as much, but they're really good. So you can get, you can get the procedure at the, at the budget that you have. It, right. it, it, it is doable. It is definitely doable as long as you've done your homework, as long as you've done your homework. And, and we'll come back and talk about medical tourism for another another one podcast. Oh, yeah, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole of, of pricing your surgery to the lowest common denominator. Jeez. That's another podcast. That's uh, <laughs> we, we should just do like, we're going to show you complications from right. abroad. <laughs> That's right. all. So I'll just say that. These are all the ones I've seen <laughs> the past year. <laughs> I don't want to get into it and I don't want to disparage any other, any countries, but they come from other places. We'll say that. Right. And, and we have our fair share here. We, we, of course. We have our complications too. It happens, um, which is why, again, you want to have a plastic surgeon that you can get in contact with. Yes. And go see yes. when you have a problem.
Well, I think that kind of hits all the big, big ticket items on how to pick a plastic surgeon. And we wish you all very good luck with it. Um, we think you should come to us because we're, <laughs> we're, we're really good at this stuff and we love doing it. But if you can't come to Beverly Hills, use our, our tools to, to find yourself the right person. And I'm sure you will. Uh, Dr. Ravello, anything else on this? Beware of Yelp. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Review sites. That's a, we have a previous podcast about that. The review sites. The review Do sites. not Yelp your plastic surgeon. Do not Yelp your doctor in general. Like, just please, just You can. Don't. It's just not, it's not, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're you getting. You don't know what you're getting. Because the patients that are leaving reviews, maybe they had a complication, maybe they had a bad result, maybe they didn't like your front office staff. Yeah. They're so biased and it comes from a non-medical perspective. They don't understand that maybe because they had uncontrolled diabetes or because they were really no, overweight no, no. that they had a complication. Like, there are so many other reasons that patients can leave bad reviews and the knowledge medical base isn't there to understand why things happened. And as medical professionals, we aren't really allowed to comment back because it's a violation of privacy standards. It's just Yelp is where you go to find the next hot restaurant. It is not. Actually, I wouldn't even say that. Just don't Yelp at all. Just don't <laughs> Yelp at all. Yelp, I know the gangsters are coming from me right now. No, they, but, uh, well, they did. I mean, they, they, used, to they, come, they used to come from me. They come, they, they've stopped because I've like given them the middle finger so many times. But they come down on small businesses. They do. They Yelp yeah, they, people. They extort, they extort money out of you. 100%. They promote your bad reviews if you don't pay them. If you do, then all your good ones get pushed to the top. So... Be very careful. Yeah, of I mean, Yelp. you know, they have a business to run. We get it, but as a consumer, that's that's a tough place to try to get information. We right. think the American Board of Medical Specialties is better. But that's just you know our opinion after many doctors. years of experience. Yeah, I've only been in practice for twenty five <laughs> years, so don't listen to me. What do I know about practicing medicine? <laughs> go go listen to you know what somebody who called in, didn't like the price, and wrote a one-star <laughs> review, which I have on my... I know. That's on mine. <laughs> well, I'll never know. Jake Calvert's too expensive. One star. <laughs> Thank you, Yelper. Thank you. That's very useful. Helpful. Yeah, that's great. For the people that actually need to get plastic surgery, they, they can't see that as anything else other than like, oh, one-star review. He must be terrible. Yes. So, But that's it. That was my last little caveat. Other than that... Those were our helpful tips for finding your plastic surgeon. And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at ravelloplasticsurgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon.